0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris and tonight, tonight this is my last show in a while and we are recording it tonight and I am going to tell you I got some really dope people here with me and I can't believe I'm 38 years old and just use the word dope on a podcast. What the hell is wrong with me? Neither here nor there. We're going out to Huntsville, Alabama. You know him, you love him, you tolerate him. Mike, my friend, how you doing? What you drinking?
1: Yeah, I almost did a spit take when you said dope, but fortunately I hadn't actually popped open my beer yet. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I did learn something a little bit disturbing uh, today, Uh, thanks to my my partner here who we'll get to know in a minute, but uh, apparently there is a uh, uh, strip club within 10 minutes of me called Fantasia, so that's going to be really difficult to explain to my daughters once they... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Once they learn how to read and just happen to maybe see that driving by sometimes. Oh, can we stop and see Mickey? Uh, No. <laughs> We're going to keep driving. Um. So anyway, I, uh, I do have a uh, beer here tonight. This is the Green Man Trickster IPA. It is out of Asheville, North Carolina, which is a very good beer place. So let's pop this puppy open and see how it is. Mm, that's really good oh that's really good yeah that's uh, that's a high quality IPA. it goes down nice and smooth uh seven percent ABV I think is what I saw so uh it could be trouble uh <laughs> but uh we'll see uh and uh speaking of drinks that are around that amount of alcohol by volume I got my buddy Aaron here with me tonight he's visiting from out of town uh and he's gonna be joining me uh so tell him a little bit about what you're drinking, tell them about yourself and all that good stuff.
2: <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm drinking something, some white wine in a blue bottle. I don't What is
1: it called? It's called Cabinet, I believe. Cabin- I think that's Cabinette. what it, Yeah. We, we, we bought that from a wine tasting many, many years ago. Uh, all wine tastes the same after about the second glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah piggyback on michael's uh
2: fantasia story oh yeah i found a place called um uncle buck's booby uh bungalow bungalow yeah
1: like, what
2: what is up with alabama man <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're ruining Uncle Buck for me. You're ruining it,
2: yeah, right? Oh my God! all I could think was John Candy sitting. That's all I could think of. <laughs> yeah, could <laughs> think think. running a uh, running the bar.
1: Exactly, doll. No, but me, me, and uh, Aaron have known each other since we were six years old. So we we got all the dirt.
0: And you guys have been around the world together. Where did you guys meet?
1: We met in Japan.
0: Yeah, a couple of military yeah. family members here, right? Yes, military sir. brats.
1: Uh, yep. There yep. you go.
0: Well, Aaron, my friend, I met you at Mike's bachelor party that we will not talk about on the podcast, but we'll definitely talk about later because. Bless
1: bless you both.
0: At the end of the night, his shirt ended up being thrown out the window of a moving minivan. <laughs> I don't remember that.
1: Oh, I wasn't on the you weren't, you weren't. You weren't there for that part. I had to drive back. That's
0: right. Oh, that's right. You drove. You, oh, you missed. It. Oh, that was disgusting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> Thanks for not talking about it, Chris. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just hoping Nikki listens to this and she has, you know, vague recollections of us telling her that story. Uh, So I have gone out a little bit further west. I have gone out to the High West Distillery. I've got some of the High West Prairie Bourbon. Uh, High West out in Utah is a phenomenal distillery. They make really good stuff. This is a private barrel from Davidoff right here in Tampa, Florida. This particular barrel was aged eight months in sherry casks. So you get the bourbon up front, you get a sherry finish at the end. I'm telling you guys, believe it or not, this pick is amazing. And it was well worth the uh, the hefty price tag. I paid for it, but it is that damn good. And you, I'm actually sipping this very, very slowly because I don't want to waste it. Uh, we're going to go out to Dallas, Texas. So no, scratch that. We're going out to Fort Worth, Texas. Steven, my friend, how you doing and what you drinking?
3: Doing pretty good. Breaking open a classic Mountain Dew Zero. Uh, for those of you that listen to the sister podcast, I don't know exactly when these two are coming out, but there is one and one only time probably you're going to hear me drinking an alcoholic beverage. Uh, but that's not going to be today. Today I'm going back to the delicious soda that bore me. So, suck it. I'm going back to the, <laughs> the fizz. <Fibs.
0: laughs> <laughs> Steven, I would have assumed the. I'm not going to say what happened. I would assume the the championship game for the video game bracket would have been what made you to drink. But if Disney got you there, God bless. All right. We are moving up to our last contestant all the way up in Michigan. We have got author Isabel Drake. Isabel, how are you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing good. Um, I don't have any great stories to tell. I spent the day um, reading comics, and then I had a nap on the couch, and then I sat outside and had some whiskey. So.
1: Oh my god! I my... want your life. You just Marry described
0: my, my Oh <laughs> my god!
1: did you just get engaged? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm engaged. Ain't married. Come on. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's not my normal. It's no, not my normal day. Typically, I'm teaching or writing. So.
0: So re- before we get yeah. into what you've been writing, what were you reading? Like what comic are you reading right now or which comics? Uh,
2: I have a stack of uh, Betty and Veronica's that I bought in January at a place in Kentucky. Uh, I think it was comics, comic book world or comic world or something. Okay. So I got a big stack of them and I have them next to my couch and I just read some. Nice. Uh, yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's a hell of a segue because uh, tell our listeners about your most recent book.
2: Okay, so my most recent book is published under my real name, which is Melissa Ford Luckin. And it's The Binge Watcher's Guide to Riverdale, TV show Riverdale. So I watched every episode of Riverdale probably four times, seasons one through four, and uh, wrote episode summaries and commentary and quizzes and trivia and uh, crafty little quotes and all kinds of good stuff. So you can get it on Amazon. Binge Watcher's Guide to Riverdale. And the second edition will come out in December. That'll include season five, which I'm working on now. Very cool. Thank you.
0: Very, very cool. We actually, uh, Isabel and I were meeting, we're meeting, they go, we met on Twitter because I have been to a couple of pub trivia events, uh, since I've been vaccinated. And I will tell you one of the things that happens to come up a lot in pub trivia nowadays for some reason is Riverdale. Um, RG comics and Riverdale has become really, really popular in the pub trivia scene I am not. I'm 38-year-old uh, male. I am not in their target demographic.
2: Well, you just need to get a copy of the book. There you go. They'll take care of it.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I I will be definitely getting a copy of the book because I just don't know. I literally don't know anything about Riverdale. I know the high school they go to. And I know I, that I because of the television. I
3: use film. that book because that show confuses me since it simultaneously insists all the characters are sexually active and available to me and Simon Paisley exists, they're all in high school, yeah. so I always feel like I have to shower after every episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you will be glad to know they have graduated from high school and there was a time jump, so they're in their 20s now. All is good.
0: I just can't believe, I couldn't believe they're putting like this much drama in Archie's life. I don't remember Archie's life being all that dramatic, um, but I never really read the source comics. I always kind of stuck to DC personally, but hey.
3: You never read Archie meets the Punisher? The
1: crossover we all wanted?
0: <laughs> that's Who real. wins? Who wins?
1: Oh, I totally believe that's real. That's fantastic.
0: So we are going to get started here. Our game today is going to be Aaron and Mike taking on Isabelle and Steven. We're going to start with our pregame. Pregame is 10 questions. It's a 50-50 shot. And uh, the, the purpose of this pregame is to go rather quickly. So with that being said... Steven, I'm going to put it on you. Do you and Isabel want the odd or the even-numbered questions?
3: Um, even feels good to me.
2: Sounds good.
0: All right, they're going to be even. Mike, you are again going to be odd.
1: Uh, what story of my life?
0: We're going to start with you. Here is your pregame category. Your pregame category is a topic that we never get tired of hearing about. The 2020 presidential election.
3: Oh, God. <laughs>
0: Politics is obviously our favorite topic here on the Pub Trivia Experience podcast. Since we know you can't get enough of it, your, your pregame question is this. Did the following states have Kanye West on the ballot? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, you may want to take notes because there is a chance for a bonus three points if you can tell me which one of the states listed hadn't listed on the ballot. Actually, in which he received the most amount of votes from not a percentage but the vote most amount of votes period Mike you guys are odds you're starting first and your state is Alabama uh,
1: I'm trying to I'm sitting here trying to remember the ballot uh given that I filled it out um I do not recall seeing Kanye West on the Alabama no, he ballot missed, he missed the thing I think yeah, yeah. so I think we'll yeah. say we'll say he was not on the Alabama ballot.
0: And two points for Mike and Aaron. That is a correct answer. Kanye West was not on the ballot in Alabama. Isabel and Steven, you get Vermont.
3: See, there's there's absolutely no way of knowing because nope. uh, I'm, I'm not a Vermonter. But the last one was a no. Do we just want to flip it and assume we won't do two no's in a row? Sure. Okay. It's so
2: unlikely, it's so unlikely it seems like it could be true. No oh, Vermont He'll
3: probably leaned up, what twelve signatures to get you on the ballot. Nobody lives there. Let's go with a yes. <laughs> okay. Yep.
0: Two points there as well. He was on the ballot in Vermont. Rock Aaron Vermont. and Mike, your state is Colorado. Uh,
1: from the ballot I filled out to the ballot my sister filled out. Um, I think I think prob. I think that was yes. Probably
2: yeah.
1: Uh, That's one of the ones he wanted for. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah that makes that makes sense. It makes sense that he would have been on the ballot in Colorado. Well, so no, we will say yeah. yes.
0: Yes is a correct answer. Uh, I'm barely picking up Aaron by the way. If he could scream. Yes. So. Sorry. Yes yes, yes. yes. I know I'm it's gonna, it's going to hurt your back sitting like that, man. I'm sorry. I know.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's he's also he's also soft spoken, certainly compared to me. So. Yeah.
0: All right. State number four, Isabel and Stephen. Your state is Connecticut.
3: Hmm. I feel like Connecticut <laughs> I don't know It's similar to Vermont I don't know Did he like Pepper there, There's one state I know he definitely Was on That he hasn't Come up with yet But I have no clue About Connecticut
2: uh, I'm thinking yes For no good reason Okay if I'll we, go with that I got no to New York Go with a Yes
0: he was not on the ballot in oh. Connecticut. Number five, going over to Mike and Aaron, your state is Louisiana.
1: Louisiana? I have no idea. Any, any. I it be No, they didn't need it. No?
2: That would be my guess. I don't know. They, oh. they didn't need it. They were going to pull it anyway. So.
1: Okay, sure. No. That's fine. We'll go now. We'll, we'll say no.
0: He was on the ballot in Louisiana.
1: Damn Louisianians.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, number six, Steven, Isabel. How about Montana?
3: That's not the one I know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> again, no? you need like three people to get the percentage needed to get on the ballot in Montana
2: right. What do you think?
3: So the point of the Kanye campaign was to split the weirdo vote to help the Trump campaign. And I feel like that was no danger of that vote going to Biden in Montana. I'm mm-hmm. gonna guess no, based on that.
2: Sounds good. No.
0: No is a correct answer. Nicely done. All right. We are back over number six. Nope, number seven, sorry. Is Wyoming. Mike <laughs> and Aaron.
1: Uh using using Stevens, how many signatures do you need? Uh, approach. Uh, I think you would need half a signature for Wyoming to to meet that percentage.
0: Just I, wow. You in Wyoming, I, man. You in Wyoming. You hate I know, Wyoming.
1: I, I enjoy. I, I don't. I, there's something about ripping on Wyoming for not being populous that amuses me. Um, I don't know. For for whatever reason, I don't feel like he would have been on the ballot in Wyoming. But I at the same the time, the fact that Chris is including it makes me think maybe he is. So. What do you think? Well, I would just go with the no. Okay, we'll go. We'll go All with right. no. Then
0: he was not on the ballot in Wyoming. Nicely done.
1: Thanks for talking me down.
0: <laughs> Number nine, Isabel and Stephen, you get Utah.
3: What are the odds that a rapper is doing well in the Mormon state? Like there are people <laughs> yeah. there that are averse to colas because fizzy drinks could be dangerous and. Not to mention hot drinks. So.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm gonna guess he didn't waste his time in Utah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with that.
0: Unfortunately, he was oh. on the ballot in Utah.
1: <laughs> good for Kanye. You you just gave them number nine, or you yep. said number nine for them, but.
0: I was wrong. Okay, uh, I was drinking before. It's been a long day, so I was drinking earlier too. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> this is the true number nine, Mike, and Aaron. You get Texas.
1: Yeah, actually, I'm not. I want to say yes. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm kind of leaning towards yes as yes. well. So we'll say
0: yes. He was not on the ballot in Texas. Stephen probably could have told you that.
1: That might have been yes, the I one can. where. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. That might have been the one where he missed the Like he had the signatures, but missed the filing deadline or something like that. There was one where that happened.
0: All right, Isabel and Stephen, this is the final question. If you get it right, you have a tie ball game coming out of the pregame. Your state is Tennessee.
3: This is the one I know. All right. <laughs> he is on the ballot in Tennessee.
0: And that is a correct answer. We've got a 6 to 6 ball game heading out of the pregame, but before we do, your bonus question. Of the states in which he was on the ballot that we just listed, in which state did he garner the most votes?
1: We we we've we've locked in an answer. We got it.
0: All right, Stephen and Isabel, talk it out.
1: Okay. So, We need a
3: fairly crazy, like, libertarian-leaning state, right? Yeah. What were our options? Well, Colorado, Vermont, Tennessee. Uh, I
2: wish I had paid more attention. Uh. Was Was it Utah one of the ones that was a yes? Or was that a no? I'm thinking Colorado. Colorado could be it. That seems
3: like a fairly open state and you might get some protest vote. Is there a state? Let's think about this. Is there a state that's heavy Republican, but not super into Trump? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it is Colorado. Even with that criteria, that one sounds or feels right. That's all I got.
2: Yeah. There, it, we're not going to be able to reason to this, I don't think. Let's just go with Colorado. Okay. My brother yeah. lives in Colorado and I'm just basing that on my impression of him.
0: They have locked in Colorado. Mike and Aaron, what did you lock in?
1: Colorado. We we actually also locked in Colorado. Uh, there's part of me now, though, uh, thinking it could be Utah, just because Utah uh, very much fits the rep- heavy Republican state that is not a huge fan of Trump. I think they voted in 2016 for Evan McMullen with like 21 percent of the vote. And granted, he was a actual from the state but yeah. still. But anyway, but we also locked in with Colorado.
0: Unfortunately, Colorado is not a correct answer. I think you had a pretty good logic to it. I think if you looked at state populations, we were looking at not percentage of votes, but number of votes. The correct answer was actually Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh. Yeah,
3: that makes right. sense. now. Tennessee, sense. That's the, that's Kanye West yep.
0: received over 10,000 votes in Tennessee. Ah. All right, Mike and Aaron, you are the odd number questions. We're going to start with you. Round one, your categories are a colorful question or... The intersection of beer, comics, and politics.
1: Is that you want to do a colorful, yeah. Question? Yeah, yeah, right. colorful question? All right. We'll do a colorful know question. Know no question. idea what that is. But... Me neither. We'll find out.
0: Here is your question. What color, typically associated with opulence or wealth because of the extensive process it took to create it, is made or was originally made from the mucus of a sea snail? That
2: purple. Purple? Yeah. It could be. I mean, and that's a big Roman
1: color that was hard to find. That
2: was why the uh, upper class and the Roman weren't. Oh, Okay.
1: That was purple. I could pur- be wrong. Pur- pur- I was thinking it was like I was thinking of like a blue or something like that. But yeah, purple. Purple sounds purple? good. Purple. Yeah, we'll say purple.
0: Purple is a correct answer. Nicely nice done, enough. Aaron. Obviously, good at context clues. Stephen and Isabel, your question is in an intersection at the intersection of beer, comics, and politics. What word is shared by a member of the X-Men, the Oregon-based brewery responsible for Dead Guy Ale, and a partial title of a book by a former vice presidential candidate?
3: Well, I just need to use my extensive knowledge of vice presidential candidates that failed. uh... Okay. What's an X-Men name that could also be a beer?
2: I'm not an X-Men reader.
3: Name, no, name, so, name some of the X-Men. The Wolverine, Gambit, Rogue, Cyclops, Storm. Um, actually, Rogue's not a bad beer name.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Rogue. Um, Storm,
2: maybe. And
3: that um, was a book title? It was also a book to Oh. Oh, Rogue, Sarah Palin.
2: Oh. Let's go with Rogue. I
0: like it. Rogue is a correct answer if you couldn't tell by Aaron's <laughs> Aaron giving context clues with his body language, Rogue is a correct answer. Uh the uh, obviously it is called the Rogue dead guy Ale, Rogue the comic book character, and Going Rogue was the name of Sarah Palin's uh biography. Glad I
2: could
3: help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I, I, didn't, didn't I didn't I didn't know, know what you know as true. Thank well. you for letting me know. That.
0: Going into round 2, we're going to start with Steven and Isabel. Your categories are television or rock and roll. I'll let
2: you pick cuz uh, feel either. Let's try television.
0: Here is your television question. Friends: The Reunion debuted on HBO Max last month and it reunited several of the cast members to look back on the 10+ or the 10-season run of the popular iconic sitcom. Notably missing was Cole Sprouse, who played Ben Geller on the show. Perhaps the reason he was missing is because he's currently a main cast member on what other popular television show?
2: Oh, could that be Riverdale? Is he Jughead? He's Jughead. Okay.
0: Riverdale is a correct answer. Right? I'm right. so happy that worked out. I'm so happy that worked out. It's not funny. That's
1: just not fair. That's cool. I'm glad we didn't get it because we wouldn't have gotten around. <laughs> oh, I knew I knew he was on
0: Riverdale. Well, speaking of not fair, Mike, Aaron, your question is in rock and roll. What woman is quoted as saying, quote unquote, it's 22 men that are in twice for their solo work and for being in a big band and no women until me. So I feel I definitely broke a big rock and roll glass ceiling when she was talking about being the first woman to be enshrined in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. She was inducted in 1998 as a member of a band, and again in 2019 as a solo artist.
1: Is that what's your name from Jefferson Airplane? Grace Slick. I don't think so. Maybe Stevie Nicks from Fleetwood Mac. Oh. What was oh. the What was the first induction date, Chris?
0: The inducting dates were as a member of the band 1998, as a solo act 2019.
1: You have to be, You have to have been an act for 25 years before you're eligible. That's why I was using the. The years. Um Stevie Nicks would, would make sense because Fleetwood Mac would have been around a little more than twenty five years in ninety eight. Uh and then twenty nineteen her first solo album was probably early eighties. So yeah, let's do it. I don't I don't know that I have I don't know that I have anything else and I think that makes sense. So Stevie Alright, we'll lock in with Stevie Nicks.
0: Stevie Nicks is a correct answer. Fleetwood Mac and then as a solo artist in twenty nineteen we got a hell of a game going on. Coming out of round two, we have got a score of 26 to 26. It is anybody's ball game. Mike and Aaron, you get to choose first in round three. Your categories are geography or theme parks.
1: <laughs> geography. He's good at geography. Well, all, now I'm going to miss it. Well, no, the, 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 the running joke on the podcast is how terrible I am at oh. geography, but. But yeah, we'll go, we'll go with geography.
0: Fortunately, um, Mike, with a geography question this time, as you guys know, Chris's opinion states that geography is literally all just bodies of water. I went as far away from that as I possibly could this time. <laughs> of the 10 countries that the Sahara Desert is a part of, which country is the furthest north? Fun fact, Toshi Station is not far from there in case you do need some power converters.
1: Well, based on that, the Tashi, st- the Tashi Station hint, it's probably Tunisia because that's where they filmed oh, Star Wars. Oh, yeah, Tunisia. Yeah, yeah, Tunisia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tunisia. So we'll,
0: we'll say Tunisia. I should have taken the hint out. Tunisia is the correct answer. Uh, if you're looking at a, the coast of Africa, there's that little tip that kind of juts out. That is Tunisia. Oh, sure. Isabel and Stephen, your question is in theme parks. In 2005, a Six Flags theme park in what city was abruptly shut down, never to reopen? It has since deteriorated enough that it has been used in Hollywood movies such as Percy Jackson, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and Jurassic World. I'm looking for the city.
3: I think I can do this as a proud Six Flags annual pass holder and as a Texan. I'm almost certain it was the Houston one that shut down because Houston is a garbage dump. I said
2: it! (laughs) Poor biggest city, come at me. Sounds good to me.
0: They have locked in Houston. Unfortunately, Houston is not a correct answer. Oh. Mike, do you have a hint? Do you have an idea?
1: Given that it was 2005, I'm guessing the abruptly was because it was decimated by Hurricane Katrina and it was in New
0: Orleans. That is correct.
1: Oh, that makes more sense. I'm pretty sure Houston has a shutdown one, too. but it, and, sure. I, yeah, the Yeah, it very well might. I don't know. I never went to the one in Houston while I was there.
0: Yeah, the one in 2005, Hurricane Katrina decimated the actual property. Um, They've never done anything with it. They're just leasing out to movie companies now. Unfortunately, no points there. we got a little bit of separation as we go into round four. It is 26 to 36, a 10-point lead to Aaron and Mike. Round four, Stephen and Isabel, you get to pick this round off. kick this round off. Do you want to go with your categories of music? Or the art of film?
3: This is confusing for me because I'm terrible at music, but I also know that the other team is good at music. So I don't know if I want to hand it to them. So I don't know. Uh.
0: Isabel, how are you with music?
2: Okay. (laughs) I guess let's let's try the music. Okay.
0: Here is your music question. For their performance on The Ed Sullivan Show in 1967... What band was asked to change the line, Girl, We Couldn't Get Much Higher, from their hit song? To the surprise of CBS Censors and Ed Sullivan, the band did not change the line, prompting threats that they'd never be on the show again.
2: I can hear the song.
3: (laughs) Uh, Is it The Doors?
2: Oh, okay.
3: Not the world's biggest Doors fan,
2: but that yeah. sounds
3: right. Because it's yeah. it's light my fire, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be yeah. the Doors.
2: Okay. Okay. The I Doors. Can't... Yeah.
0: The Doors is a correct answer. It is light my fire. Nicely done, All right? Mike, how did that feel to die just a little bit inside when you he read the, heard that question?
1: It felt like I. It felt like I broke on through to the other side.
0: So, a fun fact on that: um, after the show, they, the Doors didn't tell it Ed Sullivan. The, the Doors didn't tell it Ed Sullivan they were going they weren't gonna change the lyric. They played it as as it stood. They played the song as it was supposed to be. Ed Sullivan threatened them, saying they'd never play on the show again. To which Jim Morrison responded, "That's okay. We just did." <laughs> and I think Jim Mor- he was arrested in Miami for like lewd, and lascivious acts, right?
1: Oh yeah, I don't know if it was Miami, but he was definitely arrested yeah. somewhere for
0: that. I'm pretty sure it's Miami. No. Mike, Aaron, this leaves you with your category of the art of film. I think Steven might kick himself here. Sorry, Steven.
3: I got the question right. I'm good.
0: Animatics is adding the use of animation such as panning, fading, or zoom transitions on a still photograph in, or- in order to keep the viewer's interest. This effect is commonly referred to by a different name and is named for what. Famous documentary filmmaker.
1: Ouch. Uh, I don't know much about documentary filmmakers. Mm. Uh, Can you you repeat the question, please?
0: I will try, but I have been drinking. Sorry. No, you're good. Animatics is adding the use of animation. See, told you. Yep. Animatics is adding the use of animation, such as panning, fading, or zoom transitions on a still photograph, in order to keep the viewer's interest. This effect is commonly referred to by a different name, and it's named for what famous documentary filmmaker?
1: I don't know what I mean. Just throw out a name. I'm trying to think what the effect would, would even be. Mm-hmm. Anima I mean. Documentary well, you film. Pull this question out of your ass. Good yeah.
0: <laughs> this is one of my favorite bits of uh, of uh, filmmaking trivia.
1: So you see, then later, Jim Morrison appeared to Wayne Campbell <laughs> in a vision and convinced him to throw a rock concert in Aurora, Illinois. You couldn't ask me the. I mean, come on. Well, that was well strategized, Stephen. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh i i mean I'm, I'm trying to pull up this feels like something that would be named after a, a documentary filmmaker that's not you know relatively current and i can't it's like that's all i'm that I don't know. that's i mean i just i don't have, i don't know anything really um just throw a last name that's popular yeah johnson the it's the johnson technique yeah right uh we're, I don't know if we're gonna get anything better, so we'll just say that. I, I, is this gonna be one of those that as soon as you say it, I'm gonna be like, I totally knew that, and I have just slipped my mind. You're gonna say that no matter what the answer is. But, I'll be honest yeah. if I don't know it, but
0: I can't. But yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna give you a hint either way.
1: No, we 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 have no idea. We so we're, we're saying the Johnson technique. Right, yeah. Okay. Because because we both think think that that's something we're we're well versed in. I don't know.
0: Isabel and Steven, do either of you have a guess on this?
1: Well, when you think famous documentary filmmakers, the
3: name that comes up is Ken Burns. So that's what I would guess. I've never heard of the technique, no.
1: but that's the most famous documentary filmmaker I could think of. That that was that popped into my head too, but I couldn't believe that it was that recent, but
0: It is called the Ken Burns technique.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh cool. You could have just said Burns. I should have, so, but nasty? I d- I didn't oh, This is why nobody likes <laughs> I know.
0: Um, I will say the original version of this question when I play tested this with Leah earlier was what doc- documentary filmmaker and baseball aficionado, but then she told me that would make it too easy.
1: Yeah, that yeah. would've that would have definitely made it too easy. Uh um, that would yeah, I should have just said the Ken Burns technique. I was I know. I was trying to be funny. I'm surprised you're married. Uh huh.
0: Round five, the odds have it, Mike and Aaron, your pick is a movie Disney wouldn't make or sports.
1: Would or wouldn't make? Wouldn't. Okay. I don't... Yeah, I mean... I mean, St- Stephen's strong in movies, so he could take the same. But he's also strong in sports, so I don't think there's a benefit here. You think sports? Yeah, why as well. Sure, we'll go sports.
0: They're going with sports. Here is your sports question. At the 1998 Nakano Olympics, French figure skater Surya Banali. Uh, gained notoriety after successfully landing what move that is banned in figure skating competitions?
2: It's not the one from Blades of Glory.
1: <laughs> I I put Blades of Glory out of my head. I uh, I mean, when I think of like figure skating moves, I think of like you have like the double and triple axles. Uh, I think those are banned, but I don't think they're banned. Uh, exactly. Like, why would you ban those? Um, I don't know. Any other thoughts? I know nothing about figure skating. No, I don't either. I don't...
0: But he has a good figure, so it's amazing.
1: Ha! What would be banned? What? That's what I'm trying to figure out. What? What is a? Why would it figure? What would it be like a like? Would it be something like a cartwheel? I don't know. Like what? Something that would be banned for? Why would it be banned?
2: Dangerous or sexual? That's what I
1: was thinking. Oh, I, yeah. I wasn't thinking sexual, but that's a good point. And she is French. <laughs> um, oh my god. <laughs> sorry.
0: A quarter of Canada and all of France stop listening. I hope you know.
1: I, I, I like just, the way they think. I just complimented them. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. Right? Um Not cruise, like where. Uh, but what but that but even then if it was something like that what would the move be be called? The thrust something? The fire or, approach? I don't know. The fire.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> oh uh, gosh. Um
0: I'm done. I'm done. <laughs>
2: Glad I could help. Yeah. Um. I have no idea. No.
1: Uh, now I'm real. I'm I'm even more pissed off about not just saying Ken Burns before than I was already. I have no idea. I have no idea. I, even if I could think of the, the, the style, I well, can give you the name of. Yeah, it Yeah. I I guess we'll just say yeah. We'll say like a, a pel- pelvic thrust. I don't know. Yeah. Is that fine? Yeah. The right. French pelvic thrust. <laughs> there you go. The French pelvic thrust.
0: Uh, the answer we're looking for is the French tickler. No, the yeah, correct the answer. For that? No. <laughs> Uh, You guys went a little... You were close with Cartwheel. You went a little too um, out there with the answer. Uh, She actually landed a backflip, which was deemed too dangerous. And to be fair... I was
2: going to say that. Oh, my God.
0: She landed a a backflip, which is illegal in competition. Huh. And it negatively impacted her score. She landed it on one skate.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: Is that only illegal in women's skating? Because I swear I've seen the men do that. That's why I didn't say it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, huh.
0: That would not have even occurred to me. Uh, my interest, I, I was under the impression that it's illegal in all figure skating, but I'll be honest with you, I didn't necessarily dig uh, that deep into the men's rules. I was typically, oddly, focusing on women's figure skating for that question. Isabelle and Steven, that leaves you with the category of a movie Disney wouldn't make. Good luck. Uh, this question is courtesy of our friend of the show and uh, fellow podcast partner, Mr. Jeff Gore. This was a late addition to the the recording. He sent this over to me earlier today, and I had absolutely had to write a trivia question about it, and I will tell you, I have a story afterwards. Here is your question. A sequel to what 1956 children's novel is titled A Starlight Barking? It came out 11 years after the first book. While Disney made two sequels to this movie, neither sequel was anything like This particular book.
3: A Starlight Barking?
0: A Starlight Barking is the name of the sequel. The
2: book came out in 56?
0: The original book came out in 56. This book, A Starlight Barking, came out 11 years later.
2: So, I
3: mean, the obvious one, if it came out, that time would be 101 Dalmatians, right? Because they have the Twilight Bark, which is kind of like the Starlight Barking.
2: Okay.
3: Um the only other one would be what, Lady and the Tramp? But I don't feel like that's sequel bait. I, I feel don't... like they only made one terrible sequel to Lady and the Tramp, not two.
2: Right, I don't I don't think that Lady and the Tramp was a book first. You might be right. Um, so it's got to...
3: Yeah, 101 Salmations mm-hmm. is the obvious one. I don't know if we need to overthink it, do we?
2: No, I'm not cl- overthinking, no. I, I can't come up with anything else.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: okay. Let's
0: we'll go with 101 Dalmatians. Yes. 101 Dalmatians is a correct answer.
2: Rock on, Stephen.
0: Now, I want to read this for you, and I want you guys to keep yourselves off mute because I want to hear your actual reaction. I'm not going to lie. This is the actual plot of the sequel book, and I would have paid good, hard American dollars To read this book. Actually I still might. I will say this particular iteration of it is uh, summarized by a Twitter handle by the name of Sketches by Bose B O Z E. This is a little bit long, but I hope it's worth it. One morning the Dalmatians awaken to find that every human in the world has fallen into a mysterious sleep. But dogs now have superpowers. They can fly, operate doors and machines with their minds, and speak telepathically across long distances. They neither hunger nor thirst. Pongo swooshes to London to meet his daughter, Cadpig, who is now the acting prime minister.
1: <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. Did I follow. This, is the, this came out in the Summer of Love, if my math is correct.
0: So A meeting of the cabinet is held, which consists of the dogs owned by every human member of the cabinet. The dogs agree that Cruella DeVille must be murdered. <laughs> Dog assassins are dispatched to Cruella DeVille's estate. In hopes wait, wait, wait. Of kill- I thought all the human beings yeah.
3: were asleep. Is, is Corella moving around, or are they murdering a sleeping woman? Let me finish.
0: Dog assassins are dispatched to the Corella Deville's estate in hopes of killing her and ending the mysterious sleep. But when they arrive, they find that she is also sleeping. <laughs> Pongo is now afraid. Who is responsible for this dark magic?
3: Oh, I pray to God it's cats.
0: A mysterious voice speaks through the television, commanding every dog in London con- to convene at Trafalgar Square at midnight. The voice says that it will address every dog in the world simultaneously to make an urgent announcement. I will remind you, this is the actual plot of the book. <laughs> at the stroke of midnight, a space dog appears atop Nelson's column. He explains that his name is Sirius, Lord of the Dog Star, and that Ah! the Earth is going to be destroyed in a nuclear war. Sirius loves Earth dogs and wants them to return with him to his home planet. Pongo Uh, and Cad...
3: I'm confused. If everyone's asleep, how are we going to do nuclear... Are the dogs planning nuclear war? Because the sleeping humans can't do nuclear war.
0: I promise it will get there. Okay. This pays off in the end, I hope. Pongo and Cadpig, who are now the de facto leaders of the Earth Dogs.
3: Because <laughs> of course they are. Yep.
0: Meet with the advisors in the National Gallery. They agree that even if the Earth is destroyed, they could never abandon their owners and they will stay on Earth. Sirius accepts their decision with regret. Before returning to his home planet, he warns the dogs that their whooshing abilities will disappear at sunrise. The dogs all whoosh home to their owners, and they awaken totally unaware of the global drama that transpired while they slept. <laughs> and then, the, th- this is this is their exposition. The no- this novel has everything: magical flying dogs, an alien invasion, a team of dog assassins, the prospect of nuclear war. It is absolutely absurd that Disney overlooked this book while turning out prequels and reboots. You're leaving that you're spending hard-earned money on. That's absolutely. I fantastic. want this version of the book.
1: Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah, wow. Now that in '67 it was probably acid. Fair enough. They should have made it into a comic.
0: Oh my god, I would have read the hell out of that. <laughs> Uh, we are on to round six. Round six is going to start with Isabel and Steven. You're going to start here. Your categories are LGBTQ+, or history.
2: Interesting. Uh,
3: yeah. yeah, I don't know. we are two broad yeah. categories, so I don't That's feel good about say. either
2: one. Yeah. Do you know what? Um, yeah, history is not a strength for me. So. Okay, let's go with LGBTQ+. Okay. Plus. okay.
0: So this question is inspired by the, a gentleman by the name of John Bell. He, uh, for for the first, like, 30 or 40 weeks of corona, uh, of COVID, he uh, actually would email out a trivia quiz every week for us to complete. And uh, I did inspire this question, or inspire or flat-out rip-off, this question directly from him. He's been yeah. kind enough to allow us to use some of his questions in the show. But I read this question. I got it wrong, but I loved it. And I feel like this is a question that really needed to be asked. So here... We go. The symbol used in Nazi Germany to identify and persecute homosexuals was revived in the 1970s as a symbol of protest against homophobia and for LGBTQ pride. What is the color and shape of this symbol? It's the pink
3: triangle. triangle.
0: Uh, literally just thirty seconds ago said I got this question wrong, and both of them got it that quickly. It is a pink triangle, nicely done.
3: Well, if it makes you feel better, it means that you have terrible knowledge about LGBTQ issues, but it also means you have terrible knowledge about what it's like to be a Nazi. So it's a trade off.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: Mike and Aaron, here is your question.
1: Yeah, direct direct this more at the history teacher, please. Point me. <laughs> I'm you're asshole.
0: He's also like four glasses of wine in, so we'll see how he does. Oh,
1: no, he's polished off that bottle. It's empty. It's a bottle, dude. <laughs> yes!
0: <laughs> yes! Oh, the pub is put in pub trivia, my friend. Here we go. Your history question. Dying at the age of 51, Napoleon was living out his final years in exile on the island of St. Helena, 1,100 miles west of Africa in the Atlantic Ocean. At the time of his exile, what colonial power had control of the island? A control they still have to this day.
1: Um, Britain seems too easy. I would say Britain seems too easy. Uh, I'm guessing probably not France either. Uh, what other power was there? Spain? Was Spain, the Portugal. Portugal. Uh, Germany. I'm more of an ancient history
2: teacher. Yeah,
1: I know. It's gonna be one of, It's gonna be. No, I mean it's one of the ones we named. I just don't know which Parkville, one. Spain, or. I don't know, you know which know. one to go. I mean, you agree it's probably not France, right? I'm gonna go. My guess would be Spain. Spain. They're I, battling I, with Britain, and they want to put them on kind of a yeah, slight kind of like. Yeah, I was kind of gravitating towards Spain too. Spain. That would be my guess. All right. Yeah, we'll Spain? we'll guess Spain.
0: They have locked in with Spain.
3: Can I just point out before you tell them if they're right or wrong, the name of the island isn't English.
0: Unfortunately, that is not a correct answer. It was in fact Great Britain. If I'm remembering my history correctly, he turned himself over rather than be brought back to France.
1: Oh, that actually makes yeah. Uh, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Okay.
0: Unfortunately, no points there, and we are heading into round seven. Your scores heading into round seven. Mike and Aaron with 46 points. Steven and Isabel with 56. Those scores have flip-flopped. And round seven, I got to tell you, is in Chris's favorite category. This is Chris's crazy connections. This category, because Chris is so damn original, is literally a before and after question with a third piece looped in. Now, to give everyone a, a heads up here, this is what the category looks like. This is a sample question. And Steven, you've never played Chris's Crazy Connections before. I'm going to let you answer this for no points. Here is how the question goes. When this zany singer known for his parodies gets sick, he reaches for what? Over-the-counter medication that is applied directly to the chest to help with cough suppression. Once he's feeling better, you know he's headed to this nationwide restaurant chain to enjoy their wonderful salad bar and their hot honey and bacon chicken sandwich.
3: Weird Alka Sizzler?
0: Uh, close. The correct answer would be Weird Al Yankovic's Vapo Ruby Tuesdays.
3: Ah. Uh, All right. Yeah.
0: This is how this is gonna go.
2: You go, Chris. Yeah.
3: <laughs> All
0: right, Mike and Aaron. Being that you guys are trailing, do you want to go first or second?
1: We'll go ahead and go first.
0: You are the guinea pigs. Here is your question. Nicole Kidman may be the best-known name in her household but country music fans would beg to differ because she's married to this man who is not in this 1998 slasher film starring Jared Leto. Though when he's younger, he may have watched this Nickelodeon game show that is now being rebooted, rebooted for adults on the CW. Would you like that question again?
1: I think, I, I think we got it. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Legend. we're gonna say we're gonna say keith urban legends of the hidden temple
0: keith urban legend of the hidden temple is correct nicely done
1: i've i've played a lot of chris's great <laughs> but when he when he debuted this over on uh things i got wrong he he was he ran like a dozen by me so.
0: i love these questions by the way oh,
1: i think they're i think they're great But it took me a long time to to get them and You actually ran that weird owl one by me before, and I still didn't get it this time.
0: All right. Steven and Isabel, are you ready for your question? Sure. Here we go. This new James Bond film is releasing in 2021 and may feature a lot of product placement, but I doubt any of them are from this zero-calorie alternative to a famous soft drink, that was originally created as a mixer for liquor before being purchased by Pepsi. This soft drink is delicious when served frozen. Speaking of frozen, I highly doubt Anna Anna was singing this song while drinking this beverage.
3: Yeah, I'm going to need that at least one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: I figured. Here we go. This new James Bond film is releasing in 2021 and may feature a lot of product placement, but I doubt it will feature any product placement from this zero-calorie alternative to a famous soft drink that was originally created as a mixer for liquor before being purchased by Pepsi. This soft drink is delicious when served frozen. Speaking of frozen, I highly doubt Anna was singing this song while drinking it.
3: So I know the James Bond coming out is called No Time to Die because of a James Bond person. Um, diet
2: Coke Zero, because the wasn't the the product placement for the zero calorie mixer wasn't that Coke for, Zero? Okay,
3: so No Time to Diet Coke zero. zero. What is a song in Frozen that starts with zero though?
2: Um. Hmm. Uh, well, it's a song that she wouldn't have been singing. What do you know about Frozen? Could it be... Uh, what were you going to say?
3: Could it be Fago? Like, Diet Fago? It's Fago yeah. Pepsi. Well, yeah, because Pepsi bought it, so... Okay, could it be No Time to Diet A. No, that doesn't work for Let
2: It Go. Nope. Nope, that doesn't work. Shoot. Um, what is a drink that Pepsi owns? Because I think Diet, a new Pepsi diet drink that was made for mixing. I'm sorry, but who mixes stuff with diet drinks? That sounds nasty. I do. Do you? Is that good?
0: Whiskey okay. and diet ginger ale is delicious.
2: Okay.
0: Splash a lime juice, you're in heaven.
2: All right, I'll just take your word for it. I don't think I'm gonna try it, okay, so we got diet, something <laughs> yeah, have- <laughs> I can't connect it to a song though um, yeah, what do you know about Frozen? I don't know that much
3: about it. well, I'm trying to think what were the other like like Pepsi had tab for a while, but I can't think of anything that would fix for that.
2: Can you read the question
0: again? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> this new James Bond film is releasing in 2021 and may feature a lot of product placement, but I doubt any of them are from this zero calorie alternative to a famous soft drink that was originally created as a mixer mixture for liquor before being purchased by Pepsi. This soft drink is delicious when served frozen. Speaking of frozen... I highly doubt Anna was singing this song while drinking it.
2: What was her famous song that she did sing? The the Frozen song. the one. Do you know
3: it? Well, she's got a couple songs. I mean, like, Love is an Open Door for the First Time in Forever. Speaking of Frozen, I don't think Anna was singing this song. Does it that necessarily mean it. it's a song
2: from Frozen? Yeah, I don't know. She wasn't drinking this stuff while she was singing the song, I think is what the clue was. Can we find a friend? <laughs> There's a way to get to this. That's what's upsetting me. I, I feel like if I could figure out the drink part, I could get yeah. the other part. So it's something that, it's a mixer. It was originally a mixer, and then <sighs> Pepsi bought it. I guess. Yeah, so, I guess. So, could it be some kind of energy drink or something? Could be, I guess, but I don't know. Because if you mix those with alcohol, you get drunk faster. Sure. So. (laughs) And that's why she wouldn't be drinking it while she was singing. (laughs)
3: <laughs> hold on hmm okay okay I I think I got well what's the song then so what do no you got no time no time to diet mountain do you want to build a snowman I like it right I'm only saying that because I have a goddamn mountain dew in my hand and I know that was originally a chaser for whiskey I don't okay. think of it as a mixer but that's why it's called mountain dew because it was like to go with whiskey Okay. And it's it's honoring your beverage. It is honoring my beverage. I literally have a Mountain Dew Zero mm-hmm. in my e. So, okay. No time to diet Mountain Dew. You want to build a snowman. All right.
0: Oh my yes. god, they got there.
3: Oh my
1: Christ. <laughs> I I am so I was so looking forward to Stephen missing a Mountain Dew question. All right. As, as soon nice. as I figured it out, I was like, "Oh, I really want Stephen yeah. to miss this <laughs> Mountain Dew."
0: Oh, well my done. God, no, you, you got, got there.
1: Well
0: <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I didn't think it was going to get there. That.
2: You did it. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nicely done, Stephen and Isabel. Nicely done. <laughs> well, well done. Your scores as we head into the final round. Mike and Aaron have 56. Stephen and Isabel have 66. It's a 10-point game. Here's how your final round is going to work. I am going to read you three categories. You can wager however, however many points you have and break them up in any which way, shape, or form you want based on those three categories. You will lock in your wagers before you hear the question. Once wagers are locked, you'll get all three questions. You'll have to kind of talk the answer out and then lock in your answers. And then we'll go over wagers and answers at the very end. Is that clear? Roger, roger. Okay. Your scores once again. Steven and Isabella 66. Mike and Aaron have 56. Here are your categories for the final round. Your categories are bourbon, candy, and advertising. All right. We are back. Wagers are locked in, and we are moving forward. Your question in the category of bourbon. What bourbon from the Stitzelweller Distillery is known for coming with a number key on each bottle? These collectible keys range from one to five, and if you collect all five, you become a member of their famous five-key club. I'm looking for the brand of bourbon that that is associated with.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, so... Uh... I know uh, no clue what this is.
2: We're going with Key Party Bourbon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody would buy that. That's I it. would. Yeah, all right. There we go.
0: Key Party Bourbon. All right. Steven and Isabel have locked in with Key Party Bourbon. <laughs> Mike and Aaron, what did you say? What did, I,
1: key, uh, what did we miss? Key Party Bourbon, I love it. Uh, yeah. We, yeah. We, we didn't spend a whole lot of time talking about it. We didn't really know. We... we Aaron's not a bourbon drinker. I I like bourbon, okay, uh, but I'm not. I'm more of a Scotch guy, so I don't know a whole lot about bourbon. Uh, so he basically just looked at me and said, "What's a bourbon brand?" And I said, "I don't know." Maker's Mark. And he said, "You just want to go with that?" I said, "I don't know." Sure. So he said, "Maker's Mark."
0: So I will say that this question may have been better suited for Jeff Gore. Um, the answer is not Key Party Bourbon. I'm hate to, I hate, really do hate to say it. Um, uh, that sounds
1: perfect. I, yeah, it sounds That's like a good perfect bourbon perfect to me. For
0: that, yeah. This is a distillery or a bourbon brand by the name of Blade and Bow. And if you collect all five of their keys, yeah, there's no chance. If you didn't know, it, you didn't know it. I'm sorry. Yeah. But if you collect all five of their keys, you'll become a member of their five key club and get like special discounts and uh, no, no, you know, advertisements and things like that. Nobody cool. got the correct answer.
2: but I didn't know
0: they had keys Mike and Aaron what did you wager on that question
1: Uh, we wagered a big fat yeah (laughs) (laughs) we wagered a big fat zero which is why we didn't spend a whole lot of time talking about it
0: Isabel and Steven what did you wager
1: six points
0: your score is going into question number two Aaron and Mike have 56 Isabel and Steven have 60 your question two category isn't candy here is your question What Iconic Candy Bar was originally produced as three separate pieces, one with a vanilla flavor, one with a chocolate, and one with a strawberry. After a sugar shortage during World War II, the vanilla and uh, strawberry flavors were phased out. This is a current candy company that has been in operation ever since. A current candy bar that's been in operation ever since. Sorry if that was confusing. Steven and Isabel, talk it out.
3: Okay, um, so, I don't so, know this to be a fact, but considering that there was originally three, mm-hmm. and it's still around but no longer is separated into three, how do we feel about a three musketeers bar? Oh, because that would make the name finally make sense, right? Yeah. That or Kit Kat are the two that kinda of come to mind. Like maybe there were three, but I feel like Kit Kat's the essentialness is that it was one thing yeah. that you break apart. Yeah.
2: So this was originally three separate pieces a vanilla piece, a strawberry piece, and a chocolate piece. And is then that... they reduced it
3: to just chocolate. That's my understanding. Yeah, I would just guess three musketeers.
2: Okay.
0: Aaron and Mike, what did you go with?
1: We three talked Musketeers. about a lot. Yeah, we talked about a lot, but we came down to, oh, that makes sense. It would be the Three Musketeers, and that why that was why it was originally named that way, uh, even though now it's just the One Musketeer. But yeah, we also said Three Musketeers.
0: All right. Steven and Isabel, what was your wager? 30. Mike and Aaron?
1: We wagered 36. <laughs>
0: Give us the lead. Your correct answer (laughs) is a three musketeers bar. Nicely done to both teams. And with strategic wagering, that does give Aaron and Mike a two point lead. It is 92 (laughs) to 90.
2: Two points.
0: It is anybody's game. We head into our final question and your category is in advertising. Here is your question. What insurance company, who has used several characters in their advertising campaigns, including Maxwell the Pig, introduced the first five-second unskippable ad on YouTube?
3: So I have some thoughts. Okay. Um, seems to me it's most likely Geico, because one, I can remember a pig icon for Geico, the squealy, wee all the way home. All
2: right. yep.
3: They use a hell of a ton of mascots they rotate through like that's uh-huh. their gimmick they keep rotating also they seem to always be advertising on youtube i don't know if they introduced the first 5 seconds but they clearly use that as one of their ad streams
2: so so that was the pig that would pop out of the car the side of the yeah, car would oh, okay. all the way home yeah okay. yeah everyone
3: else is kind of stuck with theirs but geico's whole gimmick is that they keep switching their advertisements Right. bring back the a lot, but okay. they found their cape and crap.
2: That's my thought. Geico. Right. That sounds good to me. I remember the pig. All right. Let's go with Geico. Okay.
0: All right. All right. We're back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> your final question of the game, Mike and Aaron, what was your answer? Geico. They answered Geico. What was your wager?
1: Uh, we wagered the rest of it, so 20. Yeah, 20.
0: Steven, Isabel, what was your answer? Geico. And what was your wager?
2: 30. They went... <laughs> Shit!
0: <laughs> your correct answer is the government employees insurance company. It is Geico. Damn. And with a final score of one twenty to one twelve, Steven and Isabel are our champions. Congratulations.
1: Well done, guys. Well done. Yeah.
0: I think I speak for everyone. I say this literally came down to Ken Burns.
1: Yeah, I was just, it's so funny because I was just thinking that, you dick. Yes, you're absolutely right. I think it was also Steven's amazing
2: Mountain Dew. Oh, my down. God. He, yeah,
0: He pulled that out of his ass. That was,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, for the first time in forever, Stephen and Isabel, you are our champions tonight. Nicely done. Thank you.
1: Well done. Is right. Congratulations.
0: Isabel, before we sign off, and as you down your whiskey, and I'm assuming Diet Coke, or is that your cider? I don't remember.
2: Well, it's a special cider I was saving for a special occasion. It's from Bad Brewing, the brew pub right down the street.
0: Bad so. Brewing. That sounds like yeah. a like a Michael Jackson ripoff brewery. I really they want to drink an awesome there.
2: They are awesome brewery. They're like half a block from my house.
0: That any brewery that's half a block from my house automatically becomes an awesome awesome brewery. <laughs> yeah, for
2: sure, for sure. The only thing half yeah. a block from my house
0: is an Olive Garden. So, uh. Isabel, Stephen, congratulations, nicely done. You got the win. That's got to feel good, Isabel. Before we sign off, tell our listeners once again where they can find your book on the Riverdale Trivia Guide.
2: You can find my, uh, the Binge Watchers Guide to Riverdale is on Amazon, but uh, I also have an Amazon page for all of my Isabel Drake books, including um, Erotic Horror with Zombies, Sweet Romance, and erotic oh, romance. What? Say, hold on. Uh, say that again. Erotic horror with zombies. Zombies? That sounds
1: awesome. Yeah, that's right zombies. up your alley. Yeah, that
2: sounds. <laughs> there are zombies that uh, um that acquire humans and use them as sex slaves. The new zombie oh. movie that just came out apparently make babies.
0: Army <laughs> so, of the so, Dead. No. It does because yeah. Zack Snyder. you, man.
2: Right. Yep, Zack uh, Snyder
0: <laughs> one. Yep. Isabel, thank you for taking the time to come out and play trivia trivia with us tonight. This was I can honestly say I had guys I had a lot of fun. That was a great talk. I had a lot of fun. Uh, Hopefully, this is not the only time you come play trivia with us, but you are leaving a champion. Congratulations.
2: Excellent. I'll be happy to come back.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, before we sign off, I do want to say, first and foremost, for those of you that are looking for additional ways to support the Pub Trivia Experience podcast, there's a couple of things you can do. One, uh, first and foremost, if you have the ability to, Patreon.com slash PTEBB is your home for all of the bonus content for not just the Pub Trivia Experience podcast, but also the Boozy Bracketology podcast. That is our sister podcast, if you're not familiar with it, where we will take literally any topic that we can put into a 64 seed bracket and we will argue it out throughout the month to crown a champion. Uh, To kind of give you a hint as to what we've gone through in the past couple of iterations of that podcast. We have done the best 90s alt-rock song, the best Disney World animated film, the best comic book movie, the best holiday movie, the best romantic comedy movie, the Boozy Bracketology podcast, the Pub Trivia Experience podcast, all of our bonus content on patreon.com slash ptebb. And listen, listen, it's it's been a hell of a year, and I 100% I recognize that. Um, if you want to... to help the pub trivia experience and you just can't help financially, one hundred percent I get it. You're still gonna have all of the free content that we offer here through both of our shows and we thank you for for listening and thank you for downloading our our, all of our random shit. Um if you want to help us a five star rating, write us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen wherever you listen to the show is going to be helpful. Uh, also, like, tell your friends and tell your family. Aside from me, most of us, aside from me and Mike, most of us are pretty clean with our language. Although I still wouldn't have us on in the background with kids in the car. Yeah. Uh, also, the Facebook page that we have for our combined groups, the Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology, is called the Lounge. For fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology, you can find Pub Trivia Experience on Twitter at Pub Instagram Pub Trivia Experience. We're also you can follow Isabel; She's on there as well and posted a picture of her with her badass beer can. That was really cool.
1: <laughs>
0: well, for the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been your host, Chris.
1: I have been Mike. Aaron. I have been Steven.
2: Isabel.
0: We will see you all next week with a brand new episode. Until then, have a good night.